Welcome to another sparkling edition of The Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and him, Kevin O'Sullivan. Good afternoon to you, Kevin. Hello, Mike. We're still smarting from the, uh, what can only be described as bravura performance by Boris Johnson this afternoon in the old uh, House of Commons, in which he came out and talked for quite a long time without really saying very much. The bare bones of it would seem to be that you could now only have 15 people at a wedding instead of 30, uh, and you have to leave the pub by 10 o'clock, oh. and you can't get any takeaway food, more importantly, after 10 o'clock, unless you order it from home. How is this going to make what any... Is that, what is that How about? is it going to make any difference? It is now clear to me we've done our best to support this bloke, uh, this tassel-haired man, old Etonian Prime Minister. Uh, we hoped he'd be good. It is now clear to me he's useless, he's not up to the job, he can't handle authority. Uh, what happened in the last couple of days is an absolute fucking disgrace. Those two little and large of medicine characters, Valance and Witty, yeah, he's sit being, there, He's now being sit called there. a variety of names, including half-witty. Yeah, yeah, half-witty. Sit there in a fact-free diatribe yes. of speculation, scaremongering speculation, not telling us that it's not a prediction. Well, what the fuck is it then? <laughs> you know, they yeah, don't I'm looking know. into the future uh, and I'm basing what might happen on these facts, yeah, yeah. which are, might not be true. It is time Boris told those two dorks to go and do one. Mm. This is now... This country is out of control. I'm now convinced we are going to hell in a handcart and Boris is leading us there far. Well, you know what's troubling is that there doesn't seem to be anyone in government prepared to admit that actually this is not a bad situation. We're actually in a lot better shape than we were in March and April. It was interesting, I thought, that they put up their graphs without actually taking the graph all the way back mm -hmm. to March. Yeah. Because you know why? Because if they'd done that... The, the, the left-hand side of the graph would have been so high mm. that it would have dwarfed the right-hand side of the graph yeah. and everyone would have gone, well, what's the problem? Yeah, and, I, and what's clearly going on, this is my speculation, but I'm pretty certain this is the picture, mm. that uh, the two Ronnies of medicine wanted to go <laughs> on the television in order to... Uh, Protect Eric themselves, and right? They, uh, and they probably went to Boris and said, we want to go on the telly and address the nation. Think about that, by the way. How bizarre is it? Mm. Two dorky scientists sitting there addressing the nation. I've got a slightly different theory to that. What I think happened is that Boris Johnson knew that he was going to address the House of Commons, which he didn't want to do in the first place because he wanted to address the nation because he thinks he's the president or something. You know, State of the Union address at 8 o'clock tonight. The president of Just losers. Like, yeah, president of bugger all. Chief um, loser. <laughs> what a twat. I know, it's really awful. I've had enough of him. I, I really know, have. I know, it's really bad, isn't it? But here's the thing. So he goes, right, I've got to make this speech to the House of Commons. If I stand up in the House of Commons and start spouting all this guff about, you know, how we're in a very bad place, yeah. people will go, well, where would you get that from? So he said instead, why don't you do this? Why don't you get the, the Brothers Grimm up there yeah. uh, to tell us how terrible everything is? Yeah. And then he can go with that, and the next day... Here we are. He can say, well, because obviously we're in this yeah. terrible place and we don't want 200 people no. a day to die, uh, we're going to have to shut yeah. the pubs at 10 o'clock. Yeah, it the, makes no sense. Yeah. Get the doom-mongering duo to soften yeah. the population yeah, yeah. up. Well, OK, so my theory is more cynical than that. It is that everyone now involved in this ongoing coronavirus omnishambles is on manoeuvres, self-protective manoeuvres, ahead of the mother and father of all public inquiries. Mm. Those two dorks 
said to Boris, we want to go on telly to cover our asses. Uh, he said, no, if you don't let us go on telly, we'll quit mm. and we'll denounce you. So yeah. they go on telly. Boris. So he's then, stuck with them now. Yeah, they're, they're stuck with them. Uh, a lot of people in the cabinet, a lot of people in government want to get rid of those two. Yeah. And I know the population want to get rid of them. Boris is petrified they might quit yeah. because it'll look bad. It'll look like he's falling apart at the seams. Mm. Boris, mate, you look like you're falling apart at the seams anyway. Just get rid of them. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, this letter was sent, which we all talked about on the radio, Carl Sakura, Carol Sakura, and Carl Hennigan, amongst others. Yeah, look at written, the scientists, right? doctors queuing And these up. are all people who are eminent scientists. One of them's from the University of Oxford. You know, it's not as if these are bozos who are just talking about something yeah. they know nothing about. They're saying, look, this is the wrong course of action. Mm. It's the wrong strategy. It's not going to work. And even Boris himself said today... Well, if these measures don't work, then, of course, you know, we may have to consider doing something else. Well, what, you mean you don't even know if they're going to fucking work? So no, what are you doing them for? unbelievable. As you say, Mike, the scientists, doctors, uh, data experts are queuing up to denounce Witty and Valance and to say that this ridiculous duo are dangerously wrong. Mm. They're dangerously wrong. It's clear to me they're just trying to protect their own asses now. No, no. And they've also said to Doris... You, uh, Doris. Doris. <laughs> is it? Doris, Johnson, Doris Johnson. Doris yeah. Johnson. They like said it. to Doris Johnson... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's his Come name. On, Doris. Come on, Doris. Pull yourself together. They yeah. said to Doris Johnson, uh, if you don't put our measures into force, uh, we will quit as well. Uh, because once he puts these measures into force, they can say, well, uh, we, we'll never know yeah. whether they were wrong. Do you right. see what I mean? Well, do you know, Peter Hitchens used to have this argument with me, and I always said, look, at the beginning... I think the lockdown was necessary because they didn't want the, the, the NHS to be overwhelmed. And the example I used was those pictures from northern Italy where you would see those lorries carrying dead bodies yeah, away in the middle of the yeah. night, which is not a good look for any MP no. or any, uh, you know, <laughs> you know people, people dying in the bad streets, optics. literally being piled up. And they, remember the, they, were, they were piling up in hospitals. They uh, had rooms full of dead uh -huh, people, you know, uh -huh. and they'd be taken away in the middle of the night. So they're desperate to avoid that. Now, they did avoid that. Now, Hitchens' argument, of course, is that, well, how will you know that it would have been avoidable anyway? Yeah. And the answer to that is, well, you'll never know. But, I mean, at, at least I can, you could point to that and say, well, at least they managed to safeguard the NHS. They did do that. But one of the things Witty said yesterday was, you know, we need to avoid the situation where nobody else is getting any treatment in the NHS because of the COVID crisis. But that's what's happening because nobody is getting any other fucking treatment in the NHS because there aren't any bodies to give the treatment because they're all tied up in the COVID wards, which are all empty. Yeah, we are uh, myopically... Right? COVID-obsessed, 12,000 died during the heat of the lockdown, those three months when we were all locked down, from uh, conditions that weren't COVID because right. they weren't allowed into hospital. That number is still mounting. People still can't get into hospital unless they've got the coronavirus. And guess what? There's hardly anybody right. in hospital Well, I mean, the they're telling us that more numbers are being admitted, but, you know... Yeah, it, but we're not at, many. But we're at this point now where I'm not even sure I believe anything they yeah, say. Well, but you know? But because I've, I've seen, you know, anecdotally, and I know it's anecdotal but pictures people send me I was in hospital today look at the state of it it's nobody here it's completely empty people in GP surgeries some of which are still not open by the mm -hmm. way where there's nobody in the waiting room yeah 
They're not seeing anybody. Let vulnerable old people look uh, after their own that's health. Let's, let's worry about them. Uh, let's let the rest of the population be sensible and stop treating us like children mm. and stop building on your massive mistake in the first place. Boris has got this all wrong. Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. Sweden was right. We were wrong. Everybody knows it. Boris can't admit it. Well, except for the fact, I suppose, that we seem to be uh, waiting for this second wave. You know, he seems second confused. Fucking he wave. seems to be confused because last week he said we already had the yeah, second I know, wave. I know. Last week the second wave was here. Yeah. Today he said we know the second wave is coming. Well, well, it's either here or it's fucking not, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What second wave? Stop, keep threatening a second wave. As you're quite right, Mike. He actually announced we had it last yeah, week. He did. So the second wave arrived as usual by government diktat. Right. Uh, I'm telling you, we got the second wave. Well, we don't believe you anymore. Yeah, that's you the know, trouble. we've had enough of your that lies. That is the problem. I mean. The only good thing, I suppose, that we can say that came out of today is that he didn't do anything more drastic than, than, than the things that he's announced. And I suppose, I'm sure... What, what you mean, completely ruin the hospitality Well, industry. completely kill everything off. I mean, certainly the, the, the optics and the, and the kind of the briefings were suggesting that there might be a second a lockdown. complete lockdown, right? yeah, yeah. So nobody wants that, and they made that very clear that nobody wants that. But I was expecting there to be a bit more of a restriction on movement. They seem to be now ramping up the, the fines, which is a, another idiotic thing to do because it's going to cause absolute rancour and uh, public disobedience, civil uh, disobedience. People are not going to pay these fines. You yeah. know? If somebody gave you a fine for 100 quid, would you pay it? Uh, well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be willing to, but no. I suppose if they come after, you'll have to. But no, because, no, because all these people who have been given these, these you know, walking around fines, most of them haven't paid them because the CPS and the, and, <laughs> and the law courts can't decide... Because everything else is fucked well, as well. Well, they can't decide what law you've broken, so they don't even know how, what to prosecute oh. you under. You know, it's a Public Health Act type yeah. punishment, but there's nothing in, in actual... Um, case law that supports it. Yeah, and we've got to uh, get talking of these diktats and these little COVID marshals and little Hitlers wa walking around yeah. in a Soviet-style system where we all get fined uh, for breaking rules that are hard to work out what the hell they are yeah, yeah. in the first place. Uh, well, you get a £10,000 fine for going out of your house. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. I mean, somebody said to me the other day, if I murdered somebody yeah. um, or if I attempted to murder somebody or got done for grievous bodily harm, you don't get fined that much for that. Yeah, well, the point is uh, that uh, cabinet, the cabinet, there are cabinet ministers and lots and lots of his own MPs, parliamentary MPs, are now revolting against this and say we cannot be ruled like this. This mm. is a part. This country is a parliamentary democracy. Mm. You cannot have two-bit little officials like Matt Hancock mm. thinking they rule us by rule and regulation that they declare. It's got to go to Parliament. Uh, any more of these measures must be debated in Parliament. Mm. Uh, and uh, if not, uh, God knows where we're headed. Well, it's like the whole conversation about the six, right? Suddenly the six becomes yeah. 15. Well, that didn't work, by the way, well, did it? Well, I mean, he's going, right, we're going to work on the rule of six. He's, we're going to tighten the rule of six. And then he immediately then says, we're going to reduce the number of people that can go to a wedding oh. from 30 to 15. Yeah, well, that What's that got to do it. with six? Yeah, well, that should sort it out, What's it, it? What's yeah. it got to do with the number six? Yeah. I mean, it's just... Phew, only 15 people can go to weddings. We're saved. I know. It's Jesus really just, Christ! It's just bizarre. I just yeah. I, oh, you, you know what is it? Covid only gets infectious in pubs and restaurants after ten p.m. I mean, that's mad. I know. It's just mad. Well, apparently, like everything else, it's supposed to make you think. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to make you want to not go out. Maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to aim it's for. It's supposed to make me think that I have increasingly less faith in this crazy coronaphobic government. Mm. 
That's what it makes me think, and that's what it's making millions of other people think. People are coming to the end of their tether with this shit. Yes. They I know. really are. Well, this is the thing, and I think they know that if they tried to impose a second lockdown, nobody would actually adhere to it. Yeah. People because, would just go Because bollocks. everyone's realising that the way to tackle a virus is to just live with it. Yeah. You have to take the shit, then it'll go away. You cannot fight a germ. No. This is failing. And he keeps saying that, doesn't he? Yeah. We're, we're going to continue yeah, yeah. to fight it. You cannot it. do it. It's a force of nature. It's failing everywhere in the bloody yeah. world. So why are we doing this? We have to take the shit. We're sure people will die. People will catch it. In the end, it'll pass, just yeah. like it did in Sweden. And it's still killing That's the very way few people when you think about yes, it. I mean, yeah. when I was watching that... Was it so, 19 yesterday? 67 million right. people in the country, folks. Well, when I was watching that crappy graph display yesterday, right, they showed um, a graph that started in June and ended in September. And it had, uh, on the one hand, on the one side of it, per you know 100,000 people mm. and the figure on the left was the number of deaths and I think it said 0 0.2 mm. now if it's 0 0.2 deaths mm. per 100,000 that's not very many no that's no. basically um, one in half a million isn't it absolutely yeah yeah I mean judging it by is my infinitesimal in my head, it's vanishingly it's one in small. half a million vanishingly small right uh, you know that means two in a million that means presumably if we've got 60 million people here uh, um, two times 60 is what 120. Yeah, yeah. So that's 120 dead. So these two, right? The, the, so, yeah, exactly. These two, the two Ronnies of medicine, uh, they're, what they're proving is, I, I think in the future, epidemiology, we will, twats we will look at yeah, that, but we will look back and say, remember that discredited science, yeah, epidemiology. Yeah. Epidemiology is just a shot in the fucking dark right. and it doesn't fucking work. Well, all these people as well work in public health, as they call it, right? Many of them are not actually scientists. Yeah. They're sort of sociologists. Yeah, yeah. They're people who've studied economics. They're people who know about computer models but they don't actually know anything about fucking medicine. Uh, so what's the point of listening to him? That bloke Neil Ferguson <laughs> is not a doctor, right? The bonking boffin. The bonking boffin. He was off again at the weekend talking to the Observer or somebody. Yeah, he was an epidemiologist. They, yeah, I don't know why they bothered talking to this epidemiology bloke. Epidemiology doesn't right seem to work. It's, it's, it's just a shot in the dark. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work. We mustn't be enthralled to these epidemiologists. In fact, we should have a think about epidemiology as a science in, in general in the future. Are we ever going to listen to these bozos ever again? Because we shouldn't have in the first place. No, I know. It really is quite bizarre. I don't understand where it's all going to end. And now... They say we may have to stay like this for uh, six months. Oh. Now, that, I'm afraid, takes us all the way back round to the end of March, mm -hmm. right? Now, I'm going to try and get and see. My mother's um, in America, as you know, with my sister. She's had a fall. She's now in a home. Um, you know, she's 96 years yeah, of age. Yeah. I mean, she'll probably be OK because she's a strong bugger. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, she's not, nature. <laughs> she's not well. I mean, she's, you know, yeah. she's not in the full f yeah. fitness yeah. of life, you know. But I can't go there, literally, without taking a month off work. Because I'd have yeah, to quarantine course, yeah. over there when I get there for two weeks. I'd have to quarantine here for two yeah. weeks. Well, I can't do it. Lives are being uh, wrecked all over the world yeah. because of this obsession that we suddenly, that the human race suddenly has, that it can arrogantly beat a virus. Right. It's being proved that it can't. Exactly. It can't. And also, you can't have a whole year of nobody being able to go anywhere, 
Because, you know, mm. like the hospitality business, it's not about going out and having a good time and you and I having dinner, mm. albeit that it was a very nice dinner that we had. <laughs> the point is, is that it's, it employs an awful lot of people. Yeah. And like, for example, my guy that I spoke to this week from, uh, from Borough Market, the restaurant over there, you know, he may well have to fire some people because yeah. he won't be able to have as many well, bookings. He won't be able to get anybody in after mm. 8 o'clock at night. Um, you'll, that'll be the last, of, uh, last orders, effectively, in a restaurant. Is It's now 8 o'clock. Did you see uh, Premier Inns have announced 6,000 yeah. sackings on literally on the back of this new announcement right. about the hospitality industry? Uh, Boris and his cabinet don't seem to listen to any of the economic problems that they're causing. They don't seem to care about mm. the economic ramifications because all hail the COVID-19 yeah. virus. We must beat that at the expense of everything else. That is insanity. I know. It's insanity. Right, it really What's is. Go they're fixated with something. Also, uh, that they, uh, since they're meant they to be all, win. I mean, since they're meant to be this clever, right, the, 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 the old brothers Grimm yesterday, they seem to be completely taken by surprise by the fact that if you open the schools up and all the children start to go back to school, that's probably going to lead to an increase yeah. in infections. Yeah. But, probably. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but also, did you see that Witty tried to knock down the very obvious thing? Well, the reason we've got more cases is we're doing a lot more cases. Yeah. A he lot says more not, testing. nothing to do he with that. He said not the bollocks. Right. Bollocks. That was also... Absolute bollocks. <laughs> that was also as much bollocks as he said, but this is not a prediction. Yeah. Well, it is a prediction. Yeah. Those, the definition two, of prediction. those two were talking pure speculative bollocks yeah, yesterday. They really were. Trying to terrify the nation uh, to soften them up, as you say, for Boris's announcement today. He's only doing it because they want to cover their ass. He's covering his ass, and the rest of us are going to hell in a handcuff. But the trouble is, it's right, a disgrace. It's not even. It's a disgrace. It's not even very clever the way they're doing it. Right? It's pretty transparent that this is what they're doing, and yet we have no apparent comeback. Yeah. We yeah. have literally nothing to, that we can do other than just to carry on People as best we can. People don't want this anymore. No. They want to go back to their lives. They want to be allowed to tackle this virus. I don't want to undermine the importance of the virus. It's still something we've got to deal with. But people want to live with it. They want to deal with it in their own way. They don't want to be treated like children. And they, unlike the government, realise that we cannot beat it. Mm. If you go down into lockdown for another two weeks, all you're doing is delaying Listen, it Listen, I'm perfectly weeks. happy to be proved wrong about this. It may well be that we're both wrong. Mm. It may well be that that it is a very dangerous virus still. It may well be that lots of people are now going to die as a result well, of these I'm increased infections. Well, I'm afraid that infections. is going to have to be it, the case. But, but, what I'm, but at the moment, it's not happening, yeah. is all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until it does happen, I will remain unconvinced but that even it's a if danger. But even if it does happen, Mike, how are we going to beat it? You know, in the past, this is the first time humanity has ever done this, mm. taken on a germ to beat it. Yeah. We've never done it before uh, in terms of a coordinated global economic mm. e effort. Uh, and it's quite clear that it's failing and it's going to fail. In the past, we just had to grin and bear it and take the shit of it. Viruses come, the, viruses come and viruses go. We, we have to somehow get back to that mentality. Otherwise, we're going to spend the rest of the future of, the, of mankind fighting viruses. It's mad. Yeah, I know. It it's really mad. Is. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm quite fed up talking about it now. Yeah, I let's mean, talk about wokeness. Let's talk about wokeness <laughs> because that's also something which is a creeping virus uh, yes, uh, across the land, which appears to have no... Yeah, we um, can't beat that There's either. no cure for that either, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though, the thing that amazed me was on Sunday, we spoke to Ben Bradley MP this week on... He wrote a great piece he in the mail on Sunday. Piece in the mail, but I had no idea that the government 
uh, again, is spending, or parliamentary estate, mm. whatever you want to call it, is spending something like 1.4 million quid to basically force every single MP to undergo um, an unconscious bias bloody yeah. course that they have to do, which is, first of all, teaching them how to be nice to people, and second of all, to make sure that they're not in some way some horrible racist. Uh, do you know what it's based on? It's based on a thing called critical race theory. Yes. Uh, which is that uh, even though you think you're not a racist, you secretly are. You probably are. are. You are. Now, critical race theory is completely discredited, and yet it's not only being forced on our representatives, our MPs, much more worryingly, it's being forced on children at our schools. Yes. This has to stop. It isn't a creditable science. Uh, it is, of course, that... Uh, so under the terms of critical race theory, uh, Martin Luther King... Uh, that great man who said, "Look not to the colour of a man's skin, but to the character beneath." Of his he character, would be. Yeah. A, he would be a racist. Mm. That's racist. Yeah. Because you must look at. So a, Martin Luther King's a racist. Yeah. The first it's under, good, under critical it? race, the first thing you have to do is look at the colour of a person's skin. And if you're white, of course, you have to realise that you're racist because you don't. And know also, it. you might be uh, in a position of enjoying white privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the point. That's the point. White privilege. Yeah. So, so kids are being told. Little kids who don't even know. What racism is are being told they're racist because they are the uh, beneficiaries of white privilege. Mm. This being this is happening at schools. Unbelievable! Now. It's really worrying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's happening at my kid's school. At least he hasn't told me about it. But certainly, I know that uh, in the midst of the um, sort of pandemic before the last term ended, mm -hmm. certainly he had some homework which had been changed. It was meant to be, uh, it was it's something called world views. They're not allowed to call it religion anymore or oh, Christian okay. studies okay. or whatever. I think I did Christian studies. I failed it, by the way, at O-level. Yeah, I'm not to, surprised. Just, uh, you know, not, just <laughs> make sure you know I'm not a very Christian individual. Yeah. Um, so world views is now the, 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 the lesson that they do all different religions in, right? But they changed the essay that he had to write, which was meant to be originally around something to do with the Muslim culture. Yeah. And they changed it to a Black Lives Matter essay. They had to write an essay about Black Lives Matter. And I'm going, well, what are you going to write about? He says, I don't know. Well, Britain's Got Talent. Britain's Got Talent is yeah, another I good one. I watched Britain's right? Got Talent. I saw this brilliant dance by Diversity on behalf of Black <laughs> Lives Matter. I see you're Matter. still fighting that uh, good well, fight. Well, because, because I, ITV, the, the, the 24,500 viewers... Uh, complained, uh, the record number of complaints ever to Ofcom, and uh, ITV have brushed it aside. What do they do? They take out an advert. They spend £260,000... I saw the advert, yeah. Placing adverts in newspapers to say we back diversity and implicitly to say, and all you viewers, our customers, all you, racist. Can, you can just fuck off. They're all racist. That's well, why. this is madness. I know. So they but lose... I did tell you Ofcom wouldn't do it. They didn't. I. You well, didn't believe me. Yeah. Well, I did believe you. Of course. Yeah. I mean that, that they are they are imposing. They're part of the system that imposes this woke orthodoxy yeah. on us. Uh, and as a result of this, a million, nearly a million viewers have deserted. Britain's Got Talent, the flagship show of ITV, in two weeks. Mm. So ITV... And they're not coming back, On the altar of a woke dance, an ill-advised dance, ITV is shooting itself in the foot and losing lots of money because advertisers won't go to a show with not many viewers. Yeah. Now, it's I listened crazy. to you, I think, at the weekend, talking to Nigel Pauly about this, and... He was saying that, you know, of course, when the dust settles, mm -hmm. ITV, when the, when they're asked about the audience figures, they'll make some story up that covers it, right? Well, that, they've already done well, it. They're, Simon they're... wasn't around and, you know, therefore well, they're less saying people that watched it, it. Well, it's because the semi-final was recorded. I uh... mean, do you think genuinely that if Simon Cowell had been there... 
he might have said this is not a good idea. Uh, yeah, I think he would have done. Yeah. yeah, I really do. I mean, he's not stupid, Simon. Uh, I think at first, he, he, what the when this storm first uh, erupted, I think he would have said, "Oh, it's good to get talked about." Mm. But by now. I think he'd be really pissed off, and I think he probably is really pissed off. What ITV and Britain's Got Talent and Diversity are effectively doing, and Alicia Dixon, are telling the viewers to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, and that's you do not in the commercial world. Also, they've world, kind of opened the genie's bottle, haven't you they? Don't do, in the commercial world, you do not disrespect your customers. Right. It's stupid. It isn't it's a mad. good idea. Well, funnily enough, speaking of that, we'll come back to the challenge consultancy in a minute. Um, because I had a call for, again from somebody that the woman who started up this consultancy, which is teaching all MPs how to be nice to people and how not to be racist, is started by a woman who apparently emanates from somewhere not too far from Haringey Council. Oh, you wouldn't God. be surprised. Well, to do you know, know. you know what, the, the other thing that's at Parliament now? What's that? There's a special notice board oh, yeah. where all the parliamentary staff uh, have been asked to write poems about their white privilege. What? And to put it on the board. You're joking? Yeah, no, I'm not joking. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I know, I know. Where the fuck did this all come from? Yeah, and how, yeah. we, how did we get here? Yeah. So yeah. quickly, we seem to have travelled down this sort of road. Uh, to perdition very quickly, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, this I mean, woke... it's like it's kind of it's kind of you know that when they used to those old movies, they used to have that kind of view, and it suddenly went and sort of telescopic. Mm -hmm. Well, I was, at, I, was, I, was like at a, I was at a dinner party on Saturday night with some. Uh, I hope it wasn't with more than six well, it was people. With, with mutual friends, yeah. we were on we were on the number of number six. six. Uh, and. Uh, these, let's say these people were pretty traditional Tories, yeah. and they were all sitting there saying, well, Boris is doing so badly, it's really worrying about Sakia Starmer and the Labour Party. I said, I said, I am fucking past worrying about the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah. I am worried about this woke culture mm. that is consuming this country in a wave of madness. Mm. No, I know. It's, it's, it's descending on us like a black cloud. Yeah. Well, people, if you speak about certain things in certain ways in public, people will start attacking you, effectively. You don't know. even know who you are. I know. I'm not saying this I because know. it's happened to me, but I know that this has happened to other people. And it could happen a lot more uh -huh. if we're not careful. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it in is. the end, effectively, you're kind of uh, basically censoring yourself every single mm -hmm. time you go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case somebody reports you or just in case somebody you know, has a go at you. Mm -hmm. And it's all this madness. Let's, uh, let's not uh, forget that uh, the BBC is spending £100 million pounds yes, on diversity. Of course they are. Uh, well, maybe they've got this uh, challenge uh, consultancy. And it, here's another thing, Mike. It's a licence to print well, money. Well, well, another, another thing, right? Dominic Cummings, I'm going to sort the civil service out. I've got something for you to sort out, yeah. Dominic. Why don't you get rid of the 180 diversity officers that work mm. in Whitehall? Yeah. Uh, one, the, 66 the, of the cabinet officers. Man, many of them who are on £100,000 yeah. salaries. Most that are on £70,000. Yeah. Get rid of them all. There's one in the Ministry of Defence who's got 105000 quid a year, right? Mm. Apparently, that's more than a general gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I right? think, uh, yeah. What the fuck do they do? <laughs> what the fuck do the 180 well, of them do? Well, Dominic Cummings, right, the genius that, yeah, that God, is Dominic he's Cummings. he's a disappointment Oh, he's really well. clever as Dominic, you know. So here's how I'm going to sort out the civil service. Dimwit. I'm going to get 80% of them to work from home. Oh. That's, how, that's yeah. how well it's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so now not only are they not doing any work, they're now not even bothering yeah. to come yeah. to the office yeah. to not yeah. do any yeah. work. Dominic, 180 diversity officers being paid for by taxpayers in Whitehall. Get rid of the fuckers. I know, it really is Bloody children. ridiculous. Well, the, 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 the other final ignominy for the woke culture, of course, and I get this every day from people saying, you know, by the way, I've given up with football now because every time mm. I watch a football match, 
these bozos take the knee, which is not a British tradition. It's an American tradition for American football. I mean, they don't even do it in baseball. Mm -hmm. Well, they do now, but they didn't they do used now, to. Yeah. I mean, it used to be something that the NFL players did, yeah. right? But now it's all over the fucking Premier League. Um, yeah. did, did, were the fans asked? No. no the fans well, you know, people have said to me, if there were fans at these games... They boo. They would be making They'd a be lot boo. of noise and it They'd would boo. not be, and it would not be nice. They don't like it. They don't, do not like the imposition of woke orthodoxy. No. Two teams, uh, in my view to their credit, you get called a racist for this, of course. You will. QPR and Coventry yeah. uh, didn't take the knee. And I'm told Sky spent half an hour yeah. discussing why yeah. they didn't, they didn't take, take the knee, the knee afterwards. And, and the person who explained why they didn't take the knee was Les Ferdinand, the chairman of QPR, who is a man of colour. Right. He said... He said, I'm all for the cause. Uh, I'm all for uh, believing that black lives matter, small b, right. small l. But, uh, but uh, these gestures, this taking the knee by footballers has become just like a stupid little hashtag. Mm. It doesn't mean anything no, anymore. It really doesn't. It's, it's virtue signal. Yeah. But, I mean, also, you can't tell me that every single player who's doing it is in favour of it. Yeah, yeah. They're all just doing it because they're dead scared that's what, not to that's do what it. That's what Les said. And uh, coming to his support was Stan Collymore. Mind you, said, that's never a good thing. Well, but Stan Collymore's a man of colour, so uh, he, he says this is, this is the wrong thing to do anymore. Anyway, it's become like a futile virtue-signalling gesture mm. that has lost all its meaning. The more you do things like this, the more they look silly. And they mu it must stop. It really is pathetic. Yeah, I know. There was something, was there not, about uh, football and... And, and crowds because I mean it was bizarre to me this past weekend that as we were being told oh we're probably going to go into a second lockdown soon um, a load of people were allowed to go and watch football yeah albeit well, by in the way, small amounts be, yeah, they but they've stopped now. that now, yeah they're going to, they say in October it's going to stop in the bigger world's shortest trial in the bigger grounds uh, a thousand people were let in so um uh, so, you know, so you can make jokes about your own team. At Fulham, that wouldn't have made much difference. You know? <laughs> Usual crowd. Usual route, Actually, we yeah. get quite good gates to watch us lose. Well, I mean, again, it doesn't necessarily affect the Premier League as much because they've got all the TV money coming in. But the smaller leagues, absolute bread and butter for those people. Well, and also all the, all the game day people, you know, the pies sellers and the you know the, the scarf sellers and all of that clubs and clubs and are the pubs. Go macclesfield I mean, town's right on the uh, brink of going bust uh, so that will be the first well of many. i wonder whether after this announcement today there's gonna be a lot more people going bust because well, yeah. they were because they were holding out hope i know some of them were for christmas right mm -hmm. and we got old sadiq khan the plonker who's <laughs> now cancelled so the New Year fireworks. Now, surely to God, one of the easiest things to police yeah, you wait? is an outdoor fire, fireworks yeah. display, though. Yeah, wait. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And also, can't you wait? Right. Can't you wait? How do you know it's going to be like this right. to uh, New Year? Yeah. So, you know, maybe yeah, but no also, one will be dying. Yeah, but also, you can they can't very, fucking wait, can but they? You can very easily shepherd in, yeah. um, you know, say, instead of normally having 10,000 people, have 5,000 yeah, 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 yeah. and then space them out. Yeah, but these it's people, not the end these of the little, world. It's outside. These two two bit little Hitlers, they cannot wait to wreck our lives. Oh, I've got this announcement to make and it's going to fuck you up. Mm. He loves it, mm. doesn't he? And Boris, uh, Matt Hancock is showing signs of loving it. This cabinet is showing signs of loving ruling us by diktat. Uh, we need to pin our hopes with the backbench MPs, the 1922 mm. committee, people like Desmond Swain and Graham Brady. Uh, 
Graham Brady, yeah. who are fighting to restore parliamentary uh, democracy yeah. to stop this government ruling us with a rod of iron as if we're in East Germany. Well, it's not really a rod of iron. It's a rod of sort of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it bends quite well if, yeah. you, if you go up against it. You know. A rod of rubber. A rod of rubber, yeah. <laughs> From Doris and yeah. the crowd. Doris Johnson. Doris Johnson. Doris Johnson. Well, I mean, I guess there's not much else we can say, really. So we're going to have to hope that this time next week things are looking slightly better. I think we're both a bit grumpy about it. We're very, very angry, I hope you can tell. Yes, absolutely right. We'll see you next week. Those two were talking pure speculative bollocks yeah, yesterday. They really were. Trying to terrify the nation uh, to soften them up, as you say, for Boris's announcement today. He's only doing it because they want to cover their arse. He's covering his arse, and the rest of us are going to hell in a handcuff. But the trouble is, it's right, a disgrace. It's not even. It's a disgrace. It's not even very clever the way they're doing it. Right? It's pretty transparent that this is what they're doing. And yet we have no apparent comeback. Yeah. We yeah. have literally nothing to, that we can do other than just to carry on People as best we can. People don't want this anymore. No. They want to go back to their lives. They want to be allowed to tackle this virus. I don't want to undermine the importance of the virus. It's still something we've got to deal with. But people want to live with it. They want to deal with it in their own way. They don't want to be treated like children. And they, unlike the government, realise that we cannot beat it. Mm. If you go down into lockdown for another two weeks, all you're doing is delaying Listen, it Listen, I'm perfectly happy to be proved wrong about this. It may well be that we're both wrong. It may well be that it is a very dangerous virus still. It may well be that lots of people are now going to die as a result well, of these I'm increased infections. Well, I'm afraid that infections. is going to have to be the case. But, but, what I'm, but at the moment, it's not happening, is all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until it does happen, I will remain unconvinced. You know, what, the other thing that's at Parliament now? What's that? There's a special notice board where yeah. all the parliamentary staff uh, have been asked to write poems about their white privilege. What? And to put it on the board. You're joking. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I know, I know. Where the fuck did this all I come know. from? Yeah, and how, yeah. we, how did we get here? Yeah. So yeah. quickly, we seem to have travelled down this sort of road uh, to perdition very quickly. People are coming to the end of their tether with this shit. Yes.